Hello, I am Lady Ash. Welcome to Life on Canvas, the podcast. This is where living your best life becomes the focal point. We will look at life from a positive perspective and explore tools and techniques that can help you to paint and create a fabulous picture of success for your life's portrait. Hit the subscribe button. Listen up. Let us find some creative solutions together. In this episode, we are talking about the seven colorful habits to have. Do you have colorful habits? Or do you consider your habits colorful, fun, intuitive? The dark underpaintings in this episode will be just looking at your moods and understanding that if you are not projecting a positive um, vibration, you're not in a good space, you're not giving good energy, that persons are not going to want to be around you, that persons are not going to want to work with you, that, you know, it kind of just repulse people a little bit. So here we're going to dive into some habits that will help you to be centered, to be in a good place, to help you to think creatively and um, help you to focus. So we want to get rid of the dark underpaintings of grumpiness and all those things that um, make us not our best selves and to dip into the space, um, into splashes of paint that will make us colorful, more vibrant and in a very intuitive space. The first colorful habit is intuitive play. And I know a lot of adults will say, well, I'm in a ramp, you know, I'm in a really play, 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 play. I'm not a playing thing. But every day I enjoy playing. It is a good thing. Um, children used it um, to develop their brains and to help them to understand the world better. Adults can use it just in just the same way to understand their environment, to develop intimate connections with other people. Um, I'm sure you've heard the story that I used to play all the time when I was a child and I basically mapped out where I wanted to go and how I wanted my world to be by just playing and wallpapering and just doing, um, using my imagination to create things. Research has shown that, um, when you work and play, you actually are using up your brain more and you are optimizing your brain by learning and creating at the same time. And play actually brings you joy. It makes you feel good and it allows you to be intimately connected with the idea that you're thinking about or the situation that you're thinking about. And you can actually feel good. So you can actually literally create an imaginative scene, an imagination of a good place that you want to be, something positive, and your body actually will react to that and make you feel better. Play Imaginative play also creates synergies um, and help you to be inspired. It will help you to be um, empowered to go out and put in the effort and to grow and to do things. And, you know, a lot of persons have imaginative places that they go to they probably don't tell you about it but they do and um, when I want to relax I think about the beach I hear the waves um, hitting the sand Um, sometimes I'm in the forest I hear the birds it's literally like I'm there 
because I have created an imagination and an imaginative picture and movie scene sometimes of these places and it really relaxes me. And this is something that I've been doing from I'm a child now. I have been reading this book, Psycho-Cybernetics, and it talks about the same thing, imaginative play or creative imagination, where you actually think about the outcome of a situation. You think about what you are going to say in your interview. You think about what you're going to say in your meeting and imagine the outcome that you want, not the fear-based outcome that makes you um, quiver and become timid. You are going to imagine the powerful, successful outcome that you actually want. And we do this all the time. It's called fretting. A lot of us use our imaginative, um, imaginative play as fretting. We sit down and we come up with ideas and scenarios of things that will go bad and, you know, imprint those those um, pictures on our imagination and then it plays out in our real life and you say oh boy I'm a bad lucky e-man look how things just happened to me so but no you created it so use your imagination to create the world that you want and the experiences you want to have the second colorful habit is passion now everybody knows that my passion is motivating and inspiring others and I do that through art um, through this podcast, through my motivational speaking, and basically just showing up in this world. Passion is really the fuel that sends us down a particular path. Passion is what drives you. It's that intrinsic feeling deep down in your gut that say, oh, you have to do something, or this just gives you a good feeling, a natural high, and that is your passion. It is basically um, anything that you do that makes you feel real, like your authentic self, that you are working and you don't feel like you're working. You know, it feels like you're playing all the time. It's that thing that drives you, that wells you up inside and makes you say, yes, I just love this. I love this. I love this. Can you think of something, really? Take a moment to think of something that is make that makes you really that you're passionate about that makes you feel really good 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 that gives you that natural natural high and that is that thing that you want to be doing more of pursuing your passion and having been in that space where you feel your authentic self and that you feel compatible with the things around you when i'm in my art studio I just feel so good. That's that's one of my passions, just to paint pictures. And when I see the outcome of the pictures, I just feel so good inside. Like, yeah, look at that. You know, sometimes I'm in disbelief. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm in awe that that picture came through me. And it's because I've opened up to my passion and I'm just living in a very creative and deliberate place. Now, the next colorful habit is daydreaming. Uh, my parents used to say that I daydream a lot and they thought that was wasting time. But studies have shown that daydreaming actually allows you to become more self-aware. Daydreaming is basically just putting yourself in the picture that you would have created in your imaginative play. You would have put yourself in that picture and you would have seen yourself role-playing and 
seeing how you would have actually reacted um, in that space, becoming more self-aware, seeing um, yourself for who you are and seeing your behaviors sometimes. And that is really how you you get to do some introspection and realize sometimes that some behaviors of yours really have to go. You know, you have to change the way you approach things, your reactions to things so that you can be better and so that you can be that person that will function in that um, imaginative play environment that you've always created for yourself. So you can be see yourself as being more peaceful, more gentle, more understanding and compassionate. And that, if you play it out in your real life, you will be a far better person than you are today. So it helps you to become self-aware. It also helps you to plan for the future. Um, as I told you before, I used to just think of myself being all dressed up going to work or wherever I'm going in high heels, beautiful suits with long flowing hair. Now, if you know me, I don't have the long flowing hair, but I pretty much get dressed up every day to work. And that was my imagination. Now, the part of it that I did not focus on is how I wanted to feel. And so that must be a part of your daydream. And as a child, you really don't understand the world as yet so much. Um, I knew then I wanted to be happy, but I thought just being able to go to work looking professional was in and of itself happiness. And as you grow older, you will learn differently and you grow through and your imaginative play becomes different and your daydreams are tailor-made now so that you can get the real outcome that you want. Your daydreams allow you to reflect on life. Um, I, I am involved in so much daydreams these days because I am learning so much from other people just by observing. Since I've started this podcast, oh my word, it's like I'm in a different place because when I'm with someone, I'm, li I'm listening for the, the story. I'm listening for the powerful truths. I'm look, listening for the anecdotes. I'm listening for powerful things that I can say in my podcast, you know, and it, it allows me to be more present. And at the end of the day, I reflect on my day from not just how my day was and what was good and what was successful, but I try to find the meaning now. It's like I'm saying, what was this all about? What was the meaning behind this? Because it's the meaning that I want to extract so that I can share with you in the podcast. What's the meaning behind having a particular experience or being in a particular space? And I sit and I daydream about these things. And if you, you just say, boy, I don't have the time to daydream, you know, it's just a waste of time. Um, you may think so, but there are things that you can do while you're daydreaming. Um, for me, I daydream and paint. I daydream and exercise. So you go for a walk and you daydream. Um, you can pair it with other things. So, you know, you are maximizing your time and, you know, getting the benefit of this colorful habit. The next colorful habit is solitude. Now, Neuroscientists have discovered that in solitude, 
you use a totally different part of your brain than when you are up on a boat and doing your regular thing. And it basically fires and wires differently when you are in silent contemplation. Silent contemplation is absolutely necessary. Not only do you want to use that part of your brain, but it allows you to do so much. You can reflect on life. You can meditate and get into um, a space of mindfulness where you are just aware of your body, your breath, your surroundings. And there's so much research around meditation and its benefits. Um, I like to paint in solitude and sometimes just hearing your own voice. I have a friend who always says, I remember when I was much younger, she used to say, Sean, you talk too much, man. You're just always talking. I need to hear my own voice. And I just couldn't relate to that until I became an adult and I realized that sometimes you really have to listen to yourself, think and check your thoughts. And it is in solitude that you really become aware of your self-talk and your silent um, self-belief and chatter that goes on in your brain. And that's time when you need, you can do the self-correction. You know, we tend to repeat the thoughts that we think over and over. And sometimes we're not even aware of it. So in solitude, you can hear the thoughts. You want to be aware of your thoughts. You want to be listening to yourself think. You want to become cognizant of the thoughts that are repeated in your head so that you can change them, you know, because sometimes we have a lot of fear-based thoughts and we keep thinking the same thoughts over and over and they're not serving us, but we're not even aware that we're doing it because we're not in solitude. We're not in a quiet space. And the best way to be in solitude is really to be in meditation because meditation gives you that self-awareness, that mindfulness that you need to hear your breath and to feel the breeze on your skin and to hear the thoughts in your head. And oftentimes they will show up, especially in the first few minutes of your meditation, these thoughts will pop into your head. And of course, if you do meditate, you know that you just have to acknowledge them and let them go. Those are the thoughts that come up every single day. And you just need to be mindful of them so that you can change those thoughts and make them more positive, make them more empowering so that they can manifest in your life in a positive way. The next colorful habit is intuition. Now, I often use my intuition to make decisions. Now, I call it the spirit. And a lot of Jamaicans, you know what I'm talking about. Boy, my spirit not my spirit not take you. Or my spirit said, boy, I'm going to go down there. So. Or my spirit said, I shouldn't do this. Or that intuition, that inner prompting, that inner voice, we all have it. Um, sometimes it's called the woman's instinct, but men have it too. So I don't think it's specific to any gender, but um, that inner voice will never lead you, will never send you wide. You know why? Because it comes from God. It is that deep, creative instincts that we have that's unconscious, it's spontaneous, but yet still it's like an internal computer. And it plays a role in how we think, in how we reason, in how we create, and how we behave around people. 
Now, this week, I have been working late um, for a number of days. And a few days ago, I got home. And as soon as I got through the door, the Spirit said to me, don't let out the dog. And I found that to be very, very strange because um, it's like routine. I, I get home, I let out the dog. She runs into the backyard. She, you know, gets some fresh air. She plays. She does her thing. And then she'll come back in when she's ready. And the Spirit says to me, don't let her out. Now, it, it's, it was dark at this time when I got home. Uh, when I got this prompting and then I said, okay, I won't let her out. And I went and I got her some fresh newspaper for her to do her thing. And then I, you know, went on to do my regular stuff that I do in the evenings. But I didn't question it very much. I mean, I got the prompt, so I took action. In the morning, now I got up and I said, okay, I have to let out the dog very early because I didn't let her out um, in the night. When I opened the back door and looked down, my back gate was wide open. Now, I've never seen my back gate wide open before. I don't know what circumstances led to it being open. Clearly, somebody came through the gate. But had I let her out the night before, she would have gone through that gate and would have gotten lost. And so when I opened the door and I actually let her out and I saw that the gate was open. I was the sweetest dog owner on earth. I was like, come little Susie, my precious little Susie, come, 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 come to mama, come, 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 because I just didn't want her to do our usual running down the steps and prancing in the yard and just going through that gate because I know I would have had a very, very difficult time finding her had she gone outside in the woods. So I was like, oh my word, this is not happening. And so I got her in. She came to me and I closed the door and I said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because listen, if I had let her out the night before, as Jamaicans would have said, dog would have eaten my supper. I would not know where my dog would be. So sometimes you just have to listen to that voice and don't question it. It tells you go left, go right. Don't do this, do that. And oftentimes we ignore it. Think about the times that you have ignored that little voice that I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And what happened when you ignore it? And you say, at the end of the day, you say, I didn't know. I knew it. I felt it. I heard it. I shouldn't have. But we sometimes ignore that intuitive voice, that intuitive prompting. So, that's a very creative habit that we need to tune into and just be aware of. The next habit is openness. Now, this for me is a good thing and a bad thing. I am very open. I do have boundaries, but I, I am open with people. I'm honest. I try to be transparent. And so sometimes it, it really gets me in a bad place because maybe... I, I, because of my openness, I may offend someone. And truly, that's not my intent, but I like to just say what I feel. You know, I like to just express myself. Now, as a creative, I am not a conventional person. And sometimes there's this intuitive unwillingness to abide by rules and regulations 
and, you know, to just do things the way other people tell you to do it, especially if you know creatively you can get it done your way and it's, it's, it's more efficient and more effective. I try to keep that, that part of me for my creative business because in a professional work environment, you just have to balance the cards and work with others and be a team player. But you still have to be open. And I have made up my mind that if I have a concern about anything, I am going to voice it. Um, I'm learning better now how to approach that, how to coin that, how to phrase it so that I do not offend anyone. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to get my voice out there, especially if it's a concern that is bothering me, that I it's my responsibility to say what it is and to articulate that. If it's not an issue, fine. But I'm I think it's it's important that I am I openly express my feelings. Um particularly if there's a risk involved in a project or, you know, something that comes to me intuitively, I like to just be open and honest and just say what I mean and how I feel. And um, sometimes it works out perfectly. As a matter of fact, it has worked out for me um, on the good side more than on the, the negative side. So I am an open book, as they would say. And so this creative habit of being open and, you know, ready to explore, to try new things, is really a good thing because sometimes we put ourselves in a box and we stay there and because of fear we don't explore outside of the box. But sometimes when we we take on something new and we're open and receptive to a challenge, we realize that this was not very challenging. At the end of the day, you found that it was just an easy thing to do, but because of the fear and the doubt, you just didn't. Um, want to get started but once you have started it's just so easy and so I think this creative habit is very good to stay in a space of openness um, not just with your voice but with your actions say what you feel articulate your 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 concerns be willing um, to try new things you know be be willing to look at a new perspective in life and I know you all are open because you're listening to this podcast. So, yeah, just try to be be in that creative space of being open and you will see results. You know, just you can just re- reflect on situations where you have been open and how you were fearful about it before. But the minute you let go and let God, you realize that this was just the next step that you needed to take in order to move to the next level. The final creative habit is mindfulness. This is being present, being in the moment to help you to concentrate, to focus on what you're doing, to have empathy and compassion for others, to be in a space of introspection and self-regulation, to be in a space of openness and change, to be mindful of where you are, where you're standing, what you're saying, how attentive you are, just to be in the moment, to be in the minute, to enjoy that bite of food, to be thinking about the food that you're eating and not about work while you're eating. So many times you find yourself just, um, your head is somewhere else and your body's somewhere else, you know? 
to get your headspace and your physical body in the same moment. That's mindfulness. And you realize that you are more self-aware, you're more conscious. Um, Sometimes when I'm leaving to work, um, there's some level of anxiety. It depends on what's going on. And you're just not mindful because you're trying to do everything at once. You're trying to get out the house, trying to get to work on time. You're trying to pre-program everything that you have to do for the day, particularly if you just received a call that will throw off your entire day of something urgent that has come up. You're just not going to be thinking about brushing your teeth while you're brushing your teeth. You're going to be thinking about problem solving. And so you miss a lot of little things around you. You miss a lot of moments around you, your family, your children, your dog. You miss things because you are somewhere else in your mind. I'll give you a good example. I was heading to work one morning last week and I came back in the house for something. I don't remember what it was, but I actually got through the door and picked up the thing that I came back for. And then when I got to the grill, it was locked, not just it was locked with the padlock (laughs) and the key. And I was like, why did I lock myself in the house? I'm leaving for work. I was totally oblivious of doing this. I did not realize that because I'm going through a routine in my head, I come through the door, I lock the grill. And so I was so out of it that I did not see that this is not something I should be doing at this time because I was busy thinking about what I needed to do at work. I was thinking about two hours down the road. And I was not in the present moment. And I think these are the times when things go amiss, when you you cut your finger while cooking and know you have done this before. You're thinking about something, you're not paying attention, and there you go, an accident. Or there you go, you tasted something that you shouldn't have tasted. You, you, you know, you, the towel caught fire. Um, you lock yourself in the house, you know. Because you're running an autopilot, you're not in the present moment. So um, I implore you to use mindfulness every day. I try to be, and again, this podcast has helped me to become more focused, more present. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to be able to put my life on canvas and to share my life lessons with you. So we have discussed seven creative and colorful habits to have. Imaginative play, passion, daydream, your intuition, being open, being mindful. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please remember to rate and subscribe so that my podcast can reach more persons. I'm so excited for this opportunity and I'm so grateful. So start by doing what is necessary and then what's possible. And suddenly you will be doing the impossible. St. Francis of Assisi. I am Lady Ash and you have been listening to Life on Canvas. You can follow me at seanashman.com and on Instagram at seanashmanja. Thank you for listening. Please join me next week for another episode. Bye-bye.